Hello everyone and welcome back to Cup of Three. My name is Ashley. I'm joined as always by my fiance and co-host Agu and friend and co-host Nabel. Hey guys. Hey. Hello. Welcome back. Hello. hello. <laughs> We're back again. Um, so if this is your first time joining us, we are a podcast covering reality shows on love and relationships. Right now we are going through Married at First Sight Season 12, and today we'll be talking about Episode 15, Retreat Ready. Uh, but first, last week was the premiere of a all-new like Married at First Sight-related show called Unmatchables, which I keep thinking of as Uncrustables because it sounds like, <laughs> it sounds like that brain name to me. It's not the same. I just In my mind, it's always Uncrustables. Um, and it, everyone on, online has a lot of feelings about it because it's... I, well, Mabel, you're the one of us that watched it. So tell us a little bit about, like, what did you think about it? Like, what is, what is the whole show about? Like, just give us the uh, Yeah, so the whole show, what's about? It's about... I'm going to be very blunt and say, but the bottom of the barrel a little bit. Like, the people wow. who could not make the cut. I was like, no, and the Damn. reason I say that is because if I were someone who they knocked on the door... And I saw Dr. Viviana and Pastor Kalish open my door. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to be married. Yay. Like, that's what I would be thinking. And then they walk through my door and call me unmatchable. I'd be like, well, damn. <laughs> it's, it's rough. Like, that's how I would feel if I went on that show. I'd be like, You're so you didn't come to congratulate me for being chosen. You came to tell me I was like, I was not even in the middle. I was. <laughs> I, I didn't even like qualify. Yeah. Right, but knowing right. how well. We like, I like the show a lot, but knowing how well they are doing, they're like, what, 25%? Like, maybe I would prefer just a date as opposed to marriage. And then, Lower stakes. You know, lower mean, stakes, they, right? They they do go on a date at the end, a blind date at the end, but like, they they walk you through. It's kind of like a week of coaching, basically, is what they have these individuals mm. do. So they have a guy and a girl. Um, Xavius and Ashley are the two members on the first episode. And Wait, what they Ashley? do... <laughs> Yeah, actually, you were on the show. You didn't know that? <laughs> yeah. I have a terrible um, partner. <laughs> you're on a blind date while you're engaged. Just so you know. <laughs> I'm just getting shots um, all over the place today. Like, what did I do? So um, these two individuals, <laughs> like, they have, and uh, spoilers, I'm going to give some stuff away about these individuals. So fast forward a little bit here. Ashley has a flatulence problem. And she has a very codependent relationship with her roommate. So these are some of the things that they kind of walk her through. Like, hey, Ashley, we got we to gotta work on this before you can actually, like, even be dateable. Not even, like, marriage material. Like, we're talking, like, dateable. And I'm like, you guys are just taking shots left and right in the show with these people. <laughs> and then Xavius, um, he, he has some qualities we've seen from this show, which is, first, he is very particular about his schedule. All right. I have to be punctual. I have a schedule in the morning. I have a 30-minute face routine of washing and moisturizing. It's like, dude, cool it. Like, we've seen other people on the show that have a routine, which I was like, okay, like, that's a thing been before. And then we also have where he's super particular about the women he dates, about what they look like, about, like, i.e. Chris. So I'm like, okay, like, you're taking <laughs> characteristics from other people. It's just like, all right, now this dude has characteristics from you know these other and so they take him through the week long of like coaching with dr viviana and pastor cal and at the end of it they go on a blind date which it ends on a high note i think it's like really cute the way it wraps up but as i'm sure. watching it, i'm like i would like if someone were blasting me this much on national television, <laughs> 
all all yeah. in good all in good faith like they're, yeah. they're trying to help but yeah there's... doesn't inspire a lot of confidence <laughs> <laughs> by like, the uh... end it does because it's like hey here's some ways to to help improve it all and like i'm also laughing like the entire time because like they're taking it like hearted i'm like like they're portraying all of these like quote unquote flaws in a very humorous way like they're yeah. doing it very well and and um even like like good humor kind of show like the, how the show is is right it's like it's just mm-hmm. like it's not all about the drama it's not all about the you know calling people out it's just like there there's some stuff here <laughs> yeah okay okay I well that. i like the angle of the experts you know, kind of guiding people and saying, like, these are things you can work on and here is how. It's yeah. not just, like, ha- you know, go marry this stranger and, like, have at right. it and see what happens. <laughs> so that sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like people with their quirks, like, we all have them. And then, like, they try to mm-hmm. playfully address that. Hopefully, yeah, like, I-, I think we're, Ashley and I are probably going to try to watch the episode. I'm, I'm yes. hoping it's a little bit more... Uh, Mer- nope. Great British Bake Off, like wholesome type <laughs> reality TV is what I'm hoping for, where it's a little less drama, more on, you know, like, I think it's, if she's fine with them poking around about mm-hmm. her flatulence, um, <laughs> you know, I think like that, like you can do that in a not mean way. So I'm kind of yeah. hoping it's, it's that. Uh, also just get her some Pepto-Bismol or whatever. She's fine. <laughs> I feel like this that show to shame. to compare that show to like the cooking shows that we really like to watch the competitions. Mm-hmm. If you've ever watched Nailed It on Netflix, hosted by <gasps> yeah. Nicole Byers, Solid that I show. think that's the kind of energy Unmatchable exactly. seems to have, where it's like, okay, you tried to make a cake and it looks like a dumpster fire, but like <laughs> here are some things. And then Jacques always comes through and is like, wait, if you put some more butter in the buttercream, and we're like, okay, like here we're learning. <laughs> Right. Advice. <laughs> I just did a terrible French accent, but I'm not that's solid. No, that was, great. that was great. There are parts like it's kind of like I think nailed it is a very good way to put it because like sometimes I'm like watching the show covering my eyes, but like watching it through my fingers. Like, <laughs> oh, no. uh, we just watched the one the other night where they have to. Um, it's like a cake, and on top of it, it's modeling chocolate in the shape mm-hmm. of the, the statue of David. And one lady ran out of time, so instead of putting the little shorts on him like she was supposed to, she made him a thong. <laughs> so it was just... <laughs> it was it's so my favorite. It's sexy David up in here. It's, eight. it's pretty funny. Yeah, More modest it's... than the original, but still scandalous. <laughs> wow, you're right. It felt... It somehow felt more dirty, despite the fact that the original yeah. had nothing. That was a choice. <laughs> it's like the Magic Mike version of... <laughs> I gotta watch this. I there's I've joked around about this movie so much. I've never it's had great. the. Oh my god! It just it seems so cheesy. I don't know. Probably I probably won't watch it. But... <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah, anyway. we might. <laughs> enough enough talk about that. But yeah, thank you. That was uh, Mabel's review. Um, and yeah, That's we great. might check it out. Hopefully. Yes. So, uh, yeah, plug. Yes, go check out the show if you haven't seen it yet. Unmatchables, and it'll be every Wednesday right after Married at First Sight. So yeah, and let us know what you think about it. Mm -hmm. All right, we want to get into this this whole review, this episode, 
how do how did you guys feel about it overall this episode mm. <laughs> it was a lot of the same stuff we that's, had that's how i felt too Haley and jacob that just need to stop being around each other we had eric virginia fighting and we had brianna being like oh god this is awkward like Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of the same. Yeah. I think um I think this part of the season, it feels like this happens a lot more often where we kinda know True. everyone's talking point. Like no one you're not gonna change at this point. If you don't like each other, they're checking out, so it's pretty awkward there. If they do like each other there's not really that much drama and then like it feels like they're trying to search for drama it's just um yeah it's, i think I, th- I think this part of the season always feels like that but mm-hmm. it brought up some cool conversations that i uh i'm excited for us to have about like allergies and <laughs> skydiving and so that i'm more interested about well, yeah skydiving mm-hmm. so yes to that no to like Haley and Jacob, really bad <laughs> first date that's like never mm-hmm. ending. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a fair analogy from him there. Um, well, let's start there with Jacob and Haley. Yeah. So to recap the episode briefly, so they drove separately to their retreat, which was like a what, four or five hour drive. Yeah. I, I don't blame them for driving separately. Like oh, there's really? nothing worse than spending that long in a confined space with someone you don't like very much. Like, to me, it was like, at least you acknowledged it. And we're like, this is better for us if we go separate. Yeah. Okay. You don't think so? You think they should have gone together? No, I just was like, like, you're going from the same place to the same place at the same time. (laughs) Like, put headphones in or something. If you really, like, that's kind of like, who was it on a previous season that did that? Like, the whole drive down to the retreat? Like, Mika and Michael. It was. You're right. Michael was like, so I'm going to put my headphones in. That's cool. Like, <laughs> kind of rude. Agreed. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I was just like. Yeah. I guess mm-hmm. the way I viewed it was like we, we had that great podcast where we talked about bad for first dates. Like, I feel like you had that and then you now have to be around this person for two months. Like, you know, it's not gonna like, you know, you don't care. You know, they don't care. I I feel like them being together, like it's just being painful for being painful. Like they're, they're not, <laughs> they're not staying together. It's not even oh, happening. Gosh. Why are we, why are we forcing them to be in this situation? So exactly. they don't want to drive, you know, cool. And like they have yeah. to be dating other people at this point, right? You would think. <laughs> I like mean... I, like if I was them, I'd be talking to other people. Like wh- why even lie to yourself? Like you're not going to be with this person i think one of the biggest problems there is that neither one of them is willing to sit down and be like hey i think we both at least this is how i feel i feel like we Mm -hmm. don't have a shot in hell so Mm -hmm. maybe we should call this like i don't blame you like we both took a chance but i think we should just separate and like move on with our lives because i don't see anything left to salvage here do you agree that's all they need to do yeah. but instead they keep like pushing through pushing through and talking around it and not really addressing anything and so they're both just so bitter at each other and it's such wasted energy because mm-hmm. you're not actually trying so why what's the point in fighting 
Like, this is someone who won't be in your life in a couple of weeks, to Jacob's point from, like, the very beginning. He was like, yeah. well, after the eight weeks, you don't have to see me anymore. <laughs> and it's like, well, he, you made that true, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, just call it. Just call it. Yeah. But I, I feel like at this point, they're this long. Like, I, that, I always say that. Call it. I'm with you. But they got two more, well, five more days left. Just get a free vacation and then divorce. Like, I just, it's just, it doesn't, it's not a real relationship anymore at this point. Like, I know they're married on paper, but mm-hmm. the, it's not real. It's just a show at this point. So just, mm-hmm. like, I'm sure Haley's talk. it feels like Haley's talking to, I would if I was her. And if I was him, I would do the same. I mean, I mean, I would just take a break. Yeah, I think I would want some time to myself after all this. <laughs> Be like, mm-hmm. I don't want anyone else in my life, or at least, at least until like filming is done. Like that just seems really messy. It is kind of messy. Yeah, Maybe I don't see the rush too. in in going into dating right after this when yeah. you've had such a bad experience. But he's gonna be forty, and he keeps on <laughs> saying in his one on ones that he doesn't want to be single forty. Yeah. You're running out of time, man. You gotta get out in these streets. No, I'm kidding. It's always hilarious um, to me when men talk like that because that's usually the logic that's pushed on women. It's like, I don't know, you're 40. You gotta settle with whoever will have you. It's right. Like, your clock's men ticking. can get away with it for a lot longer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, statistically speaking, it's harder, right? Okay. This is unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. So you guys, Haley and Jacob, move on with your life. Anyways. Oh, all the fighting, all the, they, they yeah. really are bitter towards each other. It's so like annoying at dinner. And it's over silly things. Like he arrived yeah. first at the resort place and she shows up not too long afterwards and he had already fixed his little snack of eight eggs and he's chilling. Yeah. There was just like a basic misunderstanding about like he had texted her and she didn't see it until she pulled. Like it was it was a non-issue and she was like, well, I'm just going to let it go because I got to start dinner and it's probably not worth it to to bring it up. And I was like, yeah, Haley, it's not like if you don't, <laughs> I don't think there's any possibility you guys are going to stay married. So just like just hang out. It's all right. Like you're not responsible for him. Sorry, I'm just no spewing my own opinion here. But <laughs> I felt like she's I, I don't see the point in them going at each other so much, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what they're doing. Like they're just taking jabs at each other constantly, like. Okay, he says he was there for a long time waiting until she got there, but, like, dude, you know everyone's going to show up here shortly. Take a granola bar and have a snack for yourself. Like, you're going to have eight eggs as a snack? Like, to me, that's, that alone is kind of weird. Like, <laughs> just it's a lot of eggs. Eight eggs. Okay. I mean, but he only eats the meat and eggs, right? So right. it's like, if he doesn't Make eat eggs, eggs, it's going to be the steak. That's wild to me that he can live <laughs> life like that. That's You're missing out on so many delicious things. That aren't like I've just I feel like heartburn every time he talks about his diet. It's like no no yeah. no yeah, you, green, no fruits. Can't, you can't feel great on that diet, but whatever. If it works for him, I guess. Right, right. It just um, it feels like sorry. One last point on them. It just it feels like they're trying to paint each other in the best light because they know they're going to be single again, and you don't want to look like. A, a dick or a bitch on national television that's what i'm getting from this like it feels like they're trying to find something to be like oh the other person is bad 
And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're just in a really crappy situation, and that's okay. But, like, you trying to find, like, their entire conversation, she was like, oh, so, you know, you're a bad person because of this. And he's like, well, you're fake. Like, you guys are both okay people. You're just in a bad situation. That's Very, that's yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. Like, don't try to, the more you try to make yourself look better, the more you look petty. Like, it's it's one of those, it's like backfires on you trying to do that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, like it. You're saying it feels like they're trying to make the other person seem to be the villain, so that they kind of come out on top almost. Yeah. So they can walk away from it and be like, "See, it didn't work out because of them." Yeah. And I don't even know if that's 100 percent it. Like, for one, I'm not sure they were a great match from the beginning, and so yeah. maybe their hopes for, like, having a successful marriage were pretty low. But then, they also both weren't really willing to put in like the type of work needed to make it successful or give it a shot so it's i think they're just taking out all their frustrations out on each other and it's Mm -hmm. i don't know just be like wash your hands of it enjoy your weekend hang out with your friends like you don't you don't have to make this a big dramatic thing it can just be a weekend away (laughs) and they're bringing everyone else into their drama like at dinner in front of everyone you're gonna pick a fight like i don't even know if the fight was like picked or it was just like like oh it was just please stop (laughs) yeah because like Mm -hmm. i don't know if this is fair but in my head i think like you're the next person you're with they're going to watch this like that's just not good you're not helping yourself out Mm -hmm. i just i don't know Mm -hmm. well yeah it didn't make either of them look very good at all (laughs) Yeah. No. But what are your thoughts about, you know, like the whole fighting thing? Like we all have our personal preferences when we're in relationships about how we like to handle conflict, whether or not like we tell other people about it. And that just seemed a little over the top to me when they were at dinner and they wanted to basically air out all their dirty laundry and try to like spew it all again. Like you said, everybody, it's like it's their it's their fault, not mine. Like. What are your thoughts mm-hmm. about that whole that whole thing? I think, again, they're just trying to make each other look. They're trying to give themselves a bit, kind of prove to other people that they weren't the bad guys. And um, I think ultimately you, no one looks good in that situation. Um, I know we kind of talked about this before, but the idea of like renting a house on the beach to hang out with your friends sounds like a good time like i would like mm-hmm. to do that at some point but then having to like the idea of doing that and then hearing all your friends complain about their relationships <laughs> sounds awful like i don't want that like it's just it's awkward no one knows how to deal with it it's yeah it's, it's like a weird pretty... group therapy session <laughs> 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 you know it's like hi yeah. my name's ashley uh, Hi, I have Ashley. problems with communication. <laughs> I'm going to give you an example right now that I'm like, fuck you, Agoo. And then everyone's <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> he doesn't close the kidding. toilet. He doesn't close the toilet. <laughs> You're actually very good at that. <laughs> Got to give you props. Yeah. You. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I I was trying to think of, you know, us in that situation with people that we know. And I'm like, I don't want to know other people's problems. Like, none of my business it's awkward it's uncomfortable because like you don't want to weigh in because you're inevitably taking a side and so i would just 
be like trying to change the subject and make jokes and like get people Mm -hmm. to back off of it but it just sounds so incredibly uncomfortable and I I also think it's kind of a respect thing like I think if if I were at a point where I was willing to talk about like me and a goose like our whatever our like major issues are like I I, it feels like that would be and we talked about this before just a big breach of trust to be like hey world like these are the things that we fight about in private (laughs) and that just seems like a big line to cross and it could just be the format of the show a little bit like obviously they prompt them to talk about this stuff but Mm -hmm. it just seems like so intensely personal I just I really really don't like it Mm -hmm. yeah like I get like the girls have been like supporting each other and there's like an element there where you're gonna you know confide in, in some of their close peers and talk about it but then when you're in a group setting and you're just gonna rant basically like yeah all right you crossed the line there a little bit like you're no longer just looking for support in your confidants you're just trying to mm-hmm. you know, be mad. i i love that you mentioned that because like i don't think it's wrong to talk relationships with your friends and heck we have we've talked up with you like it's i don't i don't see that as bad i think they're not trying to stay together though like you can tell like they're arguing it's not uh let's argue to fix the problem it's let me point out what the other person did like it's a very Mm -hmm. different type of argument like if we Mm -hmm. were having an argument about something and we know we want to be together like we're trying to to figure that out that's a very different type of disagreeing a disagreement and then the other person can try to mediate and like find a middle ground like what middle ground was there between jacob and Haley? like there's (laughs) like there is none so what are you doing there like you're just kind of hearing them like it just feels like i don't know this might be a little too much info but like if your parents are fighting and you're in the middle of it you're like i'm not gonna pick a side i love you both like i'm just gonna i don't know what to do i'm just trying to make it better and distract everyone with entertainment and jokes that was what oh I did. Yeah. New Girl? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, it's yeah. like a scene from New Girl right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I just started rewatching oh. that. It's such a good oh, show. Yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, that's very much how it seems. And, like, you don't win. There's. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could see if you're. I don't know. I guess the scenario I see where that could be helpful is if you're with you know, hanging out with another couple who you are very close with and maybe they've experienced a similar thing. So it's like, oh, you know, we're talking about this specific topic and I know that you guys have done this and it's kind of already a thing that like as a couple you've established you're okay with talking about to get like their perspective on. And then you can share like, well, this is how I feel about it. This is what I'm worried about. And then this is how I feel about it. This is what I'm worried about. And what do you guys think? How did you work through it? And like, Mm -hmm. that could be more constructive and helpful. But what they were doing, like you guys are saying, is just like throwing shots and then hiding behind their little (laughs) thing and then throwing another shot and like waiting for everyone else to join in and pile on the other person. And everyone else is just super (laughs) uncomfortable like Brianna's face the whole time was my favorite. He was just like not having it. <laughs> right, yeah. right. I uh, love the picture you just painted of like, like in a war zone where you're just like crouching and you're like, snowball out, fight. Like, shots fired, shots fired. Right, snowball fight yeah. from Lake Michigan. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. there's that. <laughs> Crouch down, peek. All right, go, 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 go. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Or like very it. World War One, where it's like you guys are in your bunkers and you're like shooting stuff at each other. Wars were very dumb back then. But, you know, like that <laughs> that type of stuff. Yeah. Also, I think like the few times that we've had re- relationship combos with other couples, like I think the what I do typically is I just pick the guy's side and like I jokingly support him the entire time Mm -hmm. which is weird because like sometimes I'm closer friends with the the lady in the the thing but it's just like that's the fun part like you get to like try to give a different perspective but again Jacob and Haley it was just like it's like you guys aren't together I don't care Mm -hmm. so no one's gonna do that yeah Mm -hmm. I just um but I will say Jacob was giving me big i'm stealing i'm stealing your point ashley i'm sorry but big henry energy is just like jacob henry at reunion energy yes henry at reunion like he was shooting shots everywhere (laughs) it was like a rambo movie like he was just blah blah, 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 blah. and Mm -hmm. uh i was enjoying it i'm not gonna lie it was great Mm -hmm. it was great i feel like the reunion is gonna be funny with him yeah (laughs) Oh, I feel like Jake so is gonna. Good. I feel like Jake is going to have a lot of things to say at the reunion, because he's already warming up. He's like, whew, he's getting his things ready. He called her fake, like he wasn't really name calling before, but he threw that out there. I mean, she gave his bracelet back, and he was just like, oh, thanks, and like they had that whole moment. I just, I think he's just ready to move on. He's over yeah. it. Yeah. Speaking mm-hmm. of the bracelet, he could sell that. And probably make money. <laughs> That's a good point. We were saying that he should he should sell that bracelet online because you know some weird married at first sight fan would buy that bracelet for like ten times what he got it for. It's Start worth eight hundred bucks, but you build by it weird. You mean? Get... Sorry, by weird you mean us, right? Like why not just we 100%. buy it and then we all chip in. I have it right here. No, I don't. I let you think that might be a good call. Like, let's try to reach out to him and see if he'll agree to sell it to us. <laughs> oh that would gosh, be hilarious. You know we so we could start like building a Merida First Sight like memorabilia collection, and then when we eventually like can get like virtual backgrounds, like have a platform that can get virtual backgrounds, we can like make it our virtual background. Like, wow. <laughs> it's like the Louvre behind us, and just like a few random artifacts. Right, right. This is from season blank and episode blank. <laughs> this was the wine glass that Katie was holding, or Kate was right. holding, when Luke accused her of being an alcoholic. <laughs> On this pedestal, you that. can see Iris's virginity. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. We already have oh. stuff. We just need to start filling the museum. Let's go. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh, that would be so much fun. Yeah, I also want the lollipop that, uh, no, not the lollipop, the yogurt that Michael was eating when he went on like the apple picking. Oh, thing that was pudding. Michael. He had his pudding. pudding. He was excited. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. Like, oh it was gosh. so awkward. He's like, I'm just going to talk about this pudding instead. Oh, this uh-huh. is a good pudding. I want that. Here is the mirror that Zach uses every day to style his hair. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> Uh, okay well guys tell us what other things have to go in our maps museum please yes (laughs) we can keep a running list yeah like if you're gonna do a a maps museum what what artifacts should be there that would be fun we'll start collecting them and we'll make a museum (laughs) we can make this a tourist attraction 
Yes, please. <laughs> oh, my oh gosh. gosh. Yeah. That's great. Like, he could get a lot more than 800 for that if he sold oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we'll Is give it... him 2000 Easy. Just ourselves. <laughs> I'm kidding. We will? Wait, I'm I kidding. don't know. We decided on a number. <laughs> <laughs> like, they'll spend my money for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, the other few things I have for them is that he left early in the morning mm-hmm. at the end of the weekend, apparently didn't let her know or let anyone know. So he just kind of bounced. Um, it, there was like this whole seat of her going through his room like, Jake, Jake, Jake. And he's not there. And she just rolls her eyes and like hustles mm-hmm. out of there. It, it just kind of felt like, again, yeah. what's the point of this? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah. you weren't going to hang out anyways. It's fine. Right. And then they write in their journals, like, positive things about each other. And I was like, oh, this is, like, it, that was really hard for you, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> that was difficult. Yeah, it feels like they're doing the the thing, the conscious uncoupling. I think that's the term that oh, Gwyneth no. Paltrow used when she was breaking up with. That's just what white people call breaking up. <laughs> conscious not, not uncoupling? Every... What? Conscious I that's what she called it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, not just... Like, don't put this on all white people. Gwyneth Paltrow. Like, I feel like white people, I want to put stuff, I'm with the throne jokes, but this one is a very specific type of rich, kind of weird, like her daughter's name Apple, you know, like it's that, you know, it's that type of stuff. But, um, which I I don't, I don't dislike. That's a good name. You don't like, dislike the name Apple? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) I can't judge, though. My name is Wild. I can't judge. I gotta let other people judge. Um, yeah, so I think that's why they did it. They want them to be, like, cordial with each other. They won't, but I think that's why they tried to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, well, uh, please just let it go. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I don't know. What do you guys think? Are they going to say yes on Decision Day? <laughs> I can't even. 100%. I can't get they through are. it. If they said yes, we would be so surprised. That's true. Like, maybe they should do it just because of that. Like, I would be speechless if they said yes. Mm -mm. If, like, all along they've just been editing them to look terrible. But they're actually really good. (laughs) No, they need to, like, like, talk together, pretend that they're going to say yes, and just wait for the judges, like, uh, sorry, judge, experts, experts' reactions to be like, wait, are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) You're like, no, we're terrible. We're getting a divorce. You guys suck. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's just move on then, because I don't know what what there is left to say with them. Mm -hmm. All right. So Ryan Ryan and Clara seem to be doing all right, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Um, Clara mentions that she's been asked many times if if she feels like she's losing herself in this marriage process, which is, I thought it was interesting. Like if she's yeah. hearing that from, I'm assuming friends and family, I was like, are they seeing something that we are not about like Clara that's happening? Right. But she said she didn't feel that way at all, but she's just been asked that a lot, which is interesting. Or it could be from just production when they have their one-on-ones. That, that's right. how I took that scene. Oh, really? That's how I took it. I could be wrong, but yeah. Like that <laughs> alone is a little bit of a red flag. If someone maybe thinks you are like, 
you shouldn't be losing yourself in a relationship. That's, I don't know. It's a, that's a big phrase and it's so Mm -hmm. vague and without context. I don't know how to take it, but that seemed like, what, where where did this come from? Yeah. A little bit. Okay. Well, but at least she said no. At least she said she's good. So. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. What do you expect her to say? Yes. I'm losing myself. I'm a, I don't need to know what I am anymore. Look at me. It just feels like an incredibly leading question, you know? Exactly. Like, if someone came up to me and was like, Ashley, do you feel like you're at the worst spot in your life right now and you don't even know yourself? I'd be like, well, fuck, do I? (laughs) I don't think so. But someone coming at you with that energy, you're like, what are you seeing in me? (laughs) I might might want to scrap because clearly that's what you think. (laughs) Like, that's so leading that you're just telling me how you feel. Like, right, that's true. Do you think that you're falling apart as a human being and that you could be doing <laughs> far better with your life? Like, do you think you're okay. wasting your life? <laughs> do you think that you're really bad at your job? I, I've so heard. this podcast is very depressing. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, could you imagine if, like, your manager came to you and was like, do you think that you could work harder? I'm like, oh, oh gosh. I don't think it matters what I think. Right, right. Do you think I think I'm going to quit. That's you. Like, what? How dare you? Do you, Do you think, think you could, could manage fired? better? Oh, God. Oh, no. So, yeah, I think no. that was more what I was responding to of, like, who would say that? Mm-hmm. It's yeah, just, but... yeah. No one That's would. True. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, um, like, they seemed fine. Yeah, like they did their letters to each other, which yeah. seemed like a really big moment for them, especially Clara, because mm-hmm. I don't think Ryan is really the one to express his feelings a lot mm-hmm. and be very forthcoming about what he's thinking. Um, sure. So that seemed to be significant for her to actually hear him say, like, I really care about you and like, I like appreciate what we're building and, you know, kind of talking around the fact that he seems to have love for her, but maybe isn't ready to say it yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were both very cute letters to each other. Mm-hmm. It's a good moment for them to just yeah. level set a little bit. They went paddle boarding, which looked they very did. challenging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's probably one of my least favorite water sports. Like, have you paddle boarded before? I have. I have um, done stand up paddle boarding, and like, it's just kind of weird to me. Like, if I'm gonna be mm-hmm. on this board type thing i might as well be sitting and doing kayaking like why am i trying to balance and not touch the water that is fully surrounded by me like <laughs> it's just seems yeah. like it seemed to require a lot of focus <laughs> well i guess that was it they didn't have anything else i mean yeah they i mean you were mentioning this before we started recording Agu that you feel like ryan would be a great politician because he's so private and he's so kind of good at kind of just being a neutral party all the time do you want to talk about that yeah yeah so yes i i definitely i think he would be an incredible politician like he kind of reflects what you want to see so like when he was with uh her mom like she seemed like she loved him like it was amazing like she was like you are the best and i want to marry you essentially and like (laughs) like he is yeah like the fact that they've been recorded this much and there's like nothing really bad that you can say Mm -hmm. about him 
I this he just seems very intentional. He seems very planned, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I I kind of think, I think that like makes him a good politician in a way. Like I think if you took him and dropped him in a room of strangers, half of the people in that room are gonna really like him, if not more. Like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He'll talk to the people who are like very Republican and like they can identify with he can um, uh, he can connect on some of the conservative points that they have. He'll be in a room of people who are maybe a little bit more liberal and and he can connect on this on that point. Like that's I think like that's what you want in a politician. I don't know if that's what you want. I don't know. It, like, I think people view that as scummy and like you don't you're not being honest. But I think if you have a person who's very opinionated. As a politician, they're going to automatically turn off a bunch of people. True. And that's kind of how we get the politics that we have now, where it's a, two sides who really hate each other. Um, where really you want people like him who can like. Like, I want people who are problem solvers, who are light and fluffy so that way we can like address the big issues and then they don't piss people off enough so that we don't fix it if that makes mm -hmm. any sense like mm -hmm. i want us to fix climate change i don't really care i don't want to have two hours of you fighting about whether dr seuss is okay as a book like who gives a shit about that like let's fix the problems that we have that really matter people not eating and like i feel like ryan being like we have problem with poverty people would listen to him as opposed to if an Eric said it, who like, he has so many opinions that people are going to like focus on the opinions and not on mm -hmm. the main issue that he's trying to talk about. Yeah. That being said, I have no idea what Ryan believes in because he is like this. Like he's so he's whatever you need him to be. <laughs> you know, Which is kind of tragic in its own way, you know? Yeah that maybe he's kind of had to be that person for a really long time. We've seen him play the role of the peacekeeper when yeah. on the honeymoon, yeah. there was the whole conflict between Eric and Chris, and he was trying to get everyone to at least understand what was happening and trying to calm things down. And... Family reunion part one, is that what he called it? Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and family reunion part two went a little bit better with, with some parties not being present, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah yeah i i appreciate that he seems to be very intentional about what is shared and what is kind of observed about him while he's mm -hmm. being recorded and i am very curious how much of this is just the factor of the cameras and him knowing that this is out for the world to see and so just being really really intentional about it and maybe doing much more of the work and vulnerability and everything behind the scenes with clara um but it, I think that's an interesting, interesting point. It's, it shows that he definitely has a highly developed set of social skills to be able to do that successfully and have um, people kind of feel super comfortable around him, you know, on all ends of the spectrum. Sure, for sure, for sure, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Like I feel like, like I when... think it's spot on. Like he is. He, you're very yeah. right. Like he is very polished, prepared. Um, it, very intentional about like what is portrayed about him which i think is just a lot of energy he's putting in and, and maybe that's just his personality which kind of seems to be if like we're in pretty much week eight and it's still mm -hmm. like this like it probably is just his personality like 
Mm-hmm. To me, that seems mm-hmm. like a lot of energy. But that, hey, it's it's a very controlled narrative and making sure to not be, like, dragged through the mud, basically. It, you know, it's not like some people could be. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And, like, I get, I think some people are going to view him as fake because of that, right? Like, well, tell me how you really feel and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, and I, I respect that and I get that. I just, I think... Um, you know, like I just kind of view him like if if I was working at a company, I would want my CEO to be like that, right? Mm-hmm. Where like where I can go into work and feel like you know, like certain companies, I I just I don't know, I I feel like we always see people fall into like these traps where they have to pick a side and. You know, I'm fine with that, but then it becomes weird for all the people who work with that person because, or for that person, because like, okay, if I don't feel that way, not like if, like, I don't care about, I don't know. The Am I overthinking I, this? I think maybe? though with him is that I think he has the opinions, like just very deep, personal, private, like not expressing them. And so mm. even though he can kind of like, please you in the conversation you know he still has his opinion he's not telling you what that opinion is you know what i mean and so Mm -hmm. like that can also be a little i don't know i don't know what the word i want to use is for it but that can be seems reserved yeah like it's it's holding your cards very close to the chest yeah and yeah yeah, I don't like. I guess I'm okay with him doing that with other people. I'm not okay, okay with him doing that with his partner. I think yeah. like you should be open with your husband or wife or just partner. Um, so that that's different. But um, you know, like him telling the whole world that, I think I'm okay with him being a little bit more private. But I, you know, I get. I have a feeling people are not going to view it that way. I might be on the opposite side of this one. So, and that's that's fine. The Rock should still be president. That's my main thing. I think The Rock first. In conclusion, In something conclusion. about The Rock. Got it. Got it, got it. Oh, All right, great. let's talk then about Eric and Virginia. Um, the first note I had for them was just a one word, fighting. <laughs> just been, I think, the theme of them the last like oh, half no. of this season where it's like, it, I think Virginia phrased it the way that she's like, we've been kind of pushing off a lot of our disagreements and now we're just having them. And so it's been a lot lately because yeah. when something comes up, then they actually talk about it. So they're fighting quite more frequently and don't seem to be uh, really meeting each other in the middle. They're both very stubborn. And one of the big things that comes up is where they're going to be living after decision day, assuming they say yes. And they have all sorts of feelings about it. Um, we talked about this before with Virginia having several cats and then her dog. And then <laughs> it's like his condo isn't a great place for all the pets and she doesn't want to move there. He also has a problem with he's allergic to cats. So we don't know but how remember, that's going to go. Not really allergic, according to Virginia. <laughs> Which, yeah, it's like not a big deal at all, according to Virginia, who clearly has not suffered from allergies ever. <laughs> um, so how yeah. do you how do you think they're doing with that conversation? 
to me, it's just kind of annoying. It gets old. Like, you're constantly fighting about the same thing. No one's budging. No one's compromising. Like, it's kind of Haley and Jacob, but in a different way. They're just replaying the same story again and again. And for me, what kind of partnership, and I think Eric even said this, like, what kind of partnership can really last with this on repeat, basically? Like, they're constantly fighting. They are being way too stubborn. They're... It's just a little annoying like i think it was Mm. someone on the show said that a lot of the girls this season have been single for so long that they've become accustomed to their own routines and so they've Mm -hmm. kind of um become who they are and and they've like it's it's okay like they were single for so long it's fine no one never like questioned them Mm. and now they're getting into a relationship where they kind of have to compromise a little bit and with Eric and Virginia, there is zero budging. Mm-hmm. I think it was Clara who said Clara, that. Okay. Um, and yeah, like, I think, so the the comment I said about it get, like, I slyingly threw that in about um, Jacob's whole, like, I want to be married before 40. And I was like, statistically, it's harder. Like, I think that's why it's harder is just you have your routines and your habits and like if you've it's you of course like if it's worked for you for this long it's going to be really hard for you to change it and i don't even view that as like they're being bad i just think that's unnatural like we i have my my routines now ashley has her routines i imagine well you have your routines as well right and um if like the other person finds that annoying it's going to take me some time to change it. Like, I'm not going to be able to, like, flip the mm-hmm. script and tomorrow I no longer do that thing. And even if I want to change it and I really care and I want to make that person happy, it's going to take time. So, mm-hmm. and I think the older you get, the more of those you have. Where, like, when I was 18, 19, like, I had some things, but I think I'm, I was kind of learning and developing my personality at that point. So, like, I... You, I think it's just a lot easier when you're younger with that type of stuff. And Mm -hmm. like the fact that they're like debating about who's going to move into what house. And like at the end of the day, you want to be with that person. Who cares what happens in two months, three months? Like if you view that from that perspective, as opposed to like, no, but I like my place. My place is really cool. Like that doesn't, that doesn't matter. If you're going to be with, you're going to be with this person for the rest of your life. We're talking 60 70 80 years hopefully who gives a crap about two weeks or two months right like but i think it's that like per that uh habit thing where that's the big thing that it's harder Mm -hmm. to to break um yeah it's hard because it's such an accelerated timeline like i can totally empathize with that if like i were in their situation and it was somebody like i'm just imagining Agu and I like a, a month and a half into or however long it's a month whatever into our relationship and it was like I knew that we had already committed to each other and now we have to figure out where we're living like mm-hmm. it's still a question of is this like this relationship seems good but is this really something I want to commit to forever and then right. like changing your living situation for them it's like I don't even know if this is going to be worth it like it's 
that is a lot of pressure. And I just, I can't imagine having to like uproot your life completely like that. And they always talk about like, I'll move in with you or, you know, likewise. And um, Mm -hmm. I think that's also really hard too. Like if you have your space and then someone's moving into it, it's always going to feel weird. So like the sooner you can get to a shared space together, it's like, Everyone's always talking about like, oh, my lease ends in whatever months. And so that's why we're doing X, Y, and Z. And it's like, break your lease. It's worth the, like, if you can afford it, just like pay the penalty, just do it. Like if it's best for you right now, like you are more important than saving, you know, a, however much to break your lease, like keep your sanity right now. Like you have enough on your plate. I would just say like, find a new place together as soon as you possibly can, mm-hmm. <laughs> because think, it's like, like chaos. It is. Yeah. It is. But even like the thing. So for Eric and Virginia specifically, I think they're one of the couples that are on the borderline of maybe they'll stay together. Maybe they're not because of this like chaos that they call a relationship a little bit. Like mm. I would be a little concerned just because I don't know how long it's going to last. And if I'm going to move out for it not to last very long and then to move to another place and then to have to like find a new place after we break up. I'm like, wow, that's just that's just way too much moving for me. And I personally would probably be a little cautious. I'd probably keep my place just because I, I for them, I, I don't see it lasting. And I would hate mm-hmm. to do all of this, you know, for the sake of it and it not work out. But. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, totally. I think, like, I I think you're, you're spot on. And I don't blame. So I guess, how do I say this? So the way I view it is if you're even unsure that it's going to work that alone is the that's all you need to know like if you're already planning contingency plans Mm -hmm. and backup plans then it's not gonna work because Mm -hmm. like you know like let's you know look at couples that have made it on this show uh bennett and amelia for example Mm -hmm. he moved to another state that he knows no one in and left all his friends like it doesn't like if you want to be with that person that's all that matters right so i I think the moment you start viewing it as like oh but like maybe i think that that tells you all you need to know Mm -hmm. and like yes i'm not saying you should completely change your life or anything like that but there's a difference between looking at because you're not looking at the problem at that point you're looking at you know, like if I viewed the if they view the the house thing as a problem in the short term, the way you're gonna view it is completely different. Like, okay, if I have to pay two months of rent, um, or if I have to live separately, like we when we were dating in the beginning, it we lived at separate places, right? Like, albeit it was six seven months, but like I wasn't like oh, because we live in separate places, this relationship isn't going to work. It was like, Mm -hmm. no, we're just, we're dealing with the situation that we have now. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the, like, they're so focused on, like, who cares? Who cares? I just, and I know part of that is like a money thing where, like, I do that too. Like, I will, I'm so focused on making the right financial decision. They're like, I want breadsticks, but like, you know what's kind of expensive, so I'm just going to eat just pizza. Like, no, like... (laughs) So I get it. I'm not I'm not I'm not attacking people for making financial decisions like that, but 
if you're if you view the relationship as the relation like the relationship like i think if you replaced that partner with like a parent for example or like if i wanted to my parents for whatever reason needed me to stay with them because they needed some uh assistance whether or not i pay for my own place for two months i don't care like i want to make sure that they're okay and i think that's how you got to view like your relationship in this situation like i care about the other person i don't really care about i'll figure it out if i need to work an extra shift fine if i'm gonna like pay the the fee fine whatever and even then, I like, know. I think that the conversation will still be different, right? Like, if, if I were mm. prioritizing my relationship and I'd really want it to work, right, the conversation would be a little different than, well, my lease is up in January, so I'll figure it out, you know? And right. That's I'm right. just like, mm. That's right. There's still yeah. struggles. Like, for Bennett, for example, he had the convenience of not really having a job in the city they were in. True. So he could just, you know, move. Cool. True, true. Virginia's job, I don't think that she, I don't know, I don't know. She might not have that luxury of being like, yeah, I can just, you know, peace out. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, they're in still in the same city. Um, mm-hmm. I'd still think the conversation would be a little different, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think what we're saying basically is all of their disagreements about where they're going to live really comes down to the question of, are you ready to commit to me or not? Because mm-hmm. this is now making big moves to do that. Where, like, some of them have even talked about, like, yeah, we want to buy a house eventually. Like, depending on when you want to do that, that's a big financial thing to do together. Yes. Like, that's a, you really shouldn't do that if that's not something, not someone that you're sure that you want to be with. And, yeah. you know, moving is obviously super inconvenient. And especially, I think, the later in life that you get, the more you're, like, less willing to hop around from place to place. Just because you kind of get settled in, like, mm-hmm. you know, being in a certain area or whatever. So I could totally understand that. I mean, what do you think about the whole pets thing? Because... It sounds like Eric has got these cat allergies, which I have as well, so I can empathize. Mm-hmm. And Virginia doesn't seem to take them very seriously. Or she she really brushes it off every time. He's like, I will be very uncomfortable. Like, I will not be okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. she's she's really stuck on the idea of like, well, the cats sleep in the bed with me. So I don't know. How do, how do they do that? Uh, I mean, honestly, I found this part to be more interesting so because kind of like we said in the beginning i think the relationship we kind of know what to expect now but i think the allergy con conversation is yeah interesting because i think not just her i think a lot of people kind of can be dismissive when it comes to allergies and um and i think it's important like allergies are a big deal i know it seems like eric isn't deathly allergic or it's not to that extreme but there are people who have that and i think it's unfair to to uh to not think about that you know so for example um i love peanut butter i eat a lot of peanut butter I would be um, careful to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich if I knew I was going to be in public, you know, like if I'm in a food court in the mall, I might not eat that. And I know that's uh, some people are going to say like, hey, it's my life, like that's fine. And I get that. 
But the idea of me mistakenly getting someone else to be in a situation where, like, they could die, I don't think it's worth it for me personally. Like, I'll just, I'll have my sandwich at home. And, and like, I I think that I kind of wish more people viewed it in that way of, like, you know, maybe you don't have to make huge life choices, but the amount of people who have been affected by this, it's so much. And it's it's not a small deal. And if he wants to be in his home and not have to take drugs every day to function, to take allergy meds every day to function, take drugs. he's not being <laughs> drugs. I think it's like hard drugs. He's just like, only way I can get through this is heroin. He's snorting, <laughs> chewing, whatever. Whatever he needs to do. <laughs> Bring in all um, the cats. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what do you What do you think about? <laughs> like, I think it's a level of respect. So, as someone who has very who has anaphylactic um, allergies, um, that to me is a major red flag. Uh, cats are not my my major allergy. I, I'm like I'm like you, Ashley, where it's like really inconvenient, and I'm like sneezing, and I get my eyes watery, and it's like oh, like it, it's just not fun. So, I really appreciate when my friends are very considerate of that, and either clean up just before I arrive, and you know, or keep the cat in the other room. Like, I, I really appreciate those things. Because to me, for Virginia to dismiss the allergy altogether, that's very disrespectful. Um, mm. I've been very fortunate that my partners are, are like the, the relations I've had in the past um, are very considerate of that. And, and of my anaphylactic allergies, they cut those. So I have a nut allergy and they cut those nuts right out of their like diet completely. Like it is no longer around and I'm there. Um, they, um, they like wash their hands, for example, if they do it, come into contact or something like that. Like for me, mm -hmm. like that's a big deal because that is my life. And, and I've been to the emergency room in three different countries because it, that is my life. And sometimes they were honest mistakes. Um, like when I learned like some desserts, like I, like desserts have, you know, certain nuts or one instance in particular when I was in another country. I was in a culture that didn't think allergies were a real thing and it was a very stressful trip for me um when i first got there and one of the first responses are Psh, just you're fine it, why do you have to be so picky just be happy it's it's you know eat it and i'm like yeah. well i, I can't like, no <laughs> this is a threat to my life if it's and not it taken care of and the reason i went to the emergency room is because i i walked into the restaurant i had a couple people that were um as guides there and um i was like hey i cannot have nuts like i am very severe um in my allergies and oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's fine cool 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 <laughs> they bring me my food and i was like are there nuts in this no, no 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 it's fine it's fine i eat it i'm like there are nuts in this i'm reacting right now i can feel it i can feel the flare up i can feel my throat about to start to close up oh god um and wow. they're like oh well i mean there's a little bit and i'm like oh my god like i, like, I kid you not like do you like th this is ridiculous and thankfully, mm -hmm. I, I carry an EpiPen with me. I have EpiPens all around me just in case. But I even had to get into an argument to get me to the hospital because they did not take it that seriously. I was like, this is ridiculous. And I'm in a foreign country. This is terrifying. Um, and, like, that's a very severe example of what, you know, like, Virginia and Eric's situation because Eric is not as severe to um, mm -hmm. allergic to cats. Mm -hmm. But... Like, come on. Like, just because you don't go through it doesn't mean that somebody else doesn't go through it and doesn't exactly. mean it's not serious. 
And it's not going to, like, affect your life that much to make a slight little change, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not me waiting an hour to have my peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's not going to affect me. I'm fine. Like, it's not, (laughs) I'm not turning my life all around. But I'm, you know, you're you're preventing someone from having an awful day slash die. Like, I'm willing to have an hour inconvenience then, even if... It's not to the point of death. I don't want that person to be in the ER. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, mm-hmm. I like it's not, I just don't get how this is the thing mm-hmm. that some people are like, yeah. yeah, the hill that they're about to fight on. Yeah. I just don't, it, I don't understand it. Oh, and this is actually a fun it. fact. Um, that So food allergies and, and, some, and allergies like that, they're a protein, not a live um, enzyme. So... When you're like, for example, like the the peanuts, if you, you know, eat a sandwich or something or if you touch peanuts, you can't just put hand sanitizer on and kill it because a protein is not live or dead. It just exists. Mm -hmm. And so you actually have to like wash the surface completely. You have to wash your hands, make sure it's gone. Like um, and like for cats, like, yeah, like you can vacuum, but sometimes like the hair is just like in the air. (laughs) The hair is everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's how pets are. Yeah. Yeah. That's how pets are. I feel like. I feel like Virginia was just so unwilling to consider what it might feel like to have allergies. Right. Like all she could, she just kept repeating like, well, the cats sleep with me. Well, and she does, she does this thing, thing sometimes that really bothers me. Is she just like starts doing the baby voice thing of like the cutesy voice thing. And I just, I, it really bothers me when people do that. Cause it's like, nope, let's, we're having a real conversation. Like we don't need to talk like we're children yeah. But she was doing that and kept saying, like, oh, but that, yeah, they sleep, like, all around me. And, um, you know, they're they're used to it. It's been, like, five years that they've done that. And, like, like it, it's like she couldn't even hear him saying that, like, I will be physically uncomfortable all the time in our home if we don't change this. And she just was just like, yep, the cats sleep with me. That's it. End of discussion. Right. And that, like, that bothered me so much because if you can't even extend yourself to think about like your partner's comfort levels on just like a daily basis, it's like, it's like if she was saying like, I like to keep the house at 50 degrees because that's the most comfortable for me. <laughs> He's like, I would be cold a lot. And she's like, yep, but that's, that works best for me. So cool. Right. I'll go change the temperature. <laughs> it's not even a conversation it's just like this is how it is so i'm like in what world is this like a good partnership like i i understand that they're seeing it right now as we're working through these things but they're not actually working through anything they're talking at each other they're just like stating their opinions to each other they're not actually working together at all and i think the only little bit of you know, gas in the tank that's been keeping them along is their attraction to each other and the fact that they don't want to get divorced. And I'm like, at this point, I don't, I don't even really care. Like, if the question is, will they say yes or no on decision day? It's, it, are they good together? Is this a good relationship? And I really don't think it is. I don't right. think they're very happy <laughs> at all. Yeah. And if you're having one life partner, like, you're only choosing to be with one person. Like, this is not a friend you kind of want to, like, have around sometimes. Maybe not. Like, no, you're choosing one life partner. Yeah. To go back to the allergy thing a little bit, just because. So there was this article I read, um, 
I think it was probably earlier this month, but it was this this actor, and she went to Las Vegas with. I'm kind of paraphrasing, but she went to Las Vegas with her friends, and I think she got some type of like ice cream meal thing, and um, it's sugary, so they added a pretzel to like balance it out with some saltiness, and the pretzel happened to have peanut butter inside of it. It's one of those like pretzels that have like you know, whatever, peanut butter. I've seen some that have cheese inside of it. And she had a reaction and they didn't have an EpiPen there. So she went into full on like shock. She didn't get any, uh, she couldn't breathe, didn't get any oxygen to her brain. And basically like went brain dead essentially, like because of that. And her family ended up suing the, uh, the the location for i think they like sued for 60 but were awarded 29 million but like she is she needs a hospital like a machine to breathe like she's going to be in the hospital for the rest of her life right and i just i think part of it part of the reason why like a i think if you have a restaurant of any kind you just need to have epipens there like you just have to, uh, like it's two dollars or whatever. It's not that much money. There are a lot of money, but there are a lot more money than that. All right, well, a lot more money. Like what? Let's ask the person 30? who uses epipens. Yeah, how much? How much? How much money are we talking here? Expensive. Um, I think so. They also expire. Um, I think every year or two. Um, okay. I think a two pack is fifty bucks. I think. I think. I feel like I mean, if I. Like, I it like is from a restaurant like, perspective, yeah. it would just be like, what are the major allergies that exist in this community yeah. or across the world, whatever. And like, maybe we just don't use those ingredients ever. Well, and also just like, so I went to, up to Mackinac, which for those who don't know, Michigan, Mackinac is a beautiful getaway, little island up north. Um, mm-hmm. They are known for their fudge. And when you make fudge, a lot of the, a lot of the different kinds of fudge are made in the same table. Mm-hmm. And they're very upfront with you. They're like, I can't promise you because, yeah, we probably like didn't start with the um, nut bar, but later on when we made more samples throughout the day, like the nut bar was made before this nut free bar. And it's like, so it's you can't guarantee it's nut free. And so like a lot of restaurants do that where they're like, I can't guarantee. Um, some restaurants like won't use those like certain nuts in their cuisine at all even like exists in the kitchen but a lot of restaurants will be straight up with you like i, I can't promise you. like they're in the kitchen you know yeah not in this mm-hmm. dessert like i think so i definitely was wrong that's a lot more than two so 25 bucks but okay like we there's a lot of things that we do in this as a society to protect people 50 bucks for a restaurant if, if your restaurant can't afford a 50 buck a 50 dollars a year you said it expires in a year yeah every year. if you can't afford to pay to have one or two of those things it, you don't deserve to be in business so I, is it... you know i'm a business person i have if you don't have enough money to pay for a 50 dollar thing don't do the fucking business like you could save someone's life with that no i'm sorry i I think you should have it is it is there just one type of epipen like that could be used in a lot of scenarios or is it specific to the allergy no no no. it's just epipen um 
it's, it's like a shot, and I'm pretty sure like any anaphylactic um, reaction, gotcha. they just use EpiPen. Gotcha. So they just had like a pen container just full of EpiPens. They're like, take one with your meal just in case. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think though. So I had to get a prescription for more EpiPen. Um, it's kind of like the way the first time I went to the hospital for um, an anaphylactic shock and I had EpiPen, they explained it to me as almost like Benadryl and steroids. It's that strong, and for anyone who has had to administer an EpiPen to themselves, it, like your body can really feel it. When I get it through, like my body and I feel it's in me, like I start shaking because it's that high of a dosage and that extreme of a um, of like I, I really have to get this out of my system and I really have to you know have my body react to this. And so your body is on extreme adrenaline when it's on an EpiPen and that's why you usually go to the hospital in the US you go to the hospital um, and you and they watch you because like that's you have to let it go in <laughs> and after you get an EpiPen your body yeah. is just exhausted after that. I pass out sure. because my body just went through that much adrenaline to try to um, oh my god react. yeah so and it sounds so intense <laughs> it is very intense yeah. it is very and intense I'm I don't, I'm sorry if I'm sounding very flippant when I say that. Cause like I get, like you gotta, the people who are at the hospital need to like know how to use it. And like yeah, there's yeah. a little bit of train, uh, not hospital, restaurant need to know how to use it. So I don't want to be flippant. I, but I just, again, I think like even if it was $200, like if, if we're able to save someone's life with that, well, and that's know, the thing, maybe, like, even, like, even the, the um, article you read, like, okay, great, they won $30 million, but that doesn't bring back my sister, if, you know, like, if, you know what I mean? It, it doesn't bring yeah. back, like, and for someone who's lost someone, very, like, a family member, like, that, no amount of money can bring my dad back. And that is absolutely, like, I can't imagine that family and seeing their sister, their daughter, their cousin in yeah. this brain-dead situation and like this money like it's it's yeah. terrible like yeah. this yeah. lawsuit yeah like they really should learn and, and go forward and have happy pins from now on um but you can't reverse the past yeah yeah it's yeah. it's too little too late because it's not a problem until it suddenly is mm-hmm. and that's yeah. that's why i was saying like if i had a restaurant i would just never use those ingredients because it's really like a a management thing because you mm-hmm. can have all the policies in place about sanitizing things and making sure everything's clean and people are handling food correctly, but the responsibilities on the individual employee to actually adhere to that. Yeah. And I don't, and it's, it, it could be very easy to do it wrong. It could be easy to forget. It could be easy to not care. And that's yeah. where I would be like, nope, as the owner, I'm not going to even like put this responsibility on anyone else we're just going to be a you know whatever free environment just because mm-hmm. that would scare me so much of like someone could come in think that it's fine see on the menu that like this is good and then they yeah. order it and then we have a problem it's just it's not worth that mm-hmm. and i really respect the waiters that do take that very seriously like um yeah. only last weekend i went to a restaurant and the dessert had hazelnut and they also like covered the top of the hazelnut and and I like forgot and I'd read the menu and saw hazelnut and I knew that and um 
but like even then when I saw it, I was like, oh, there's nuts. Like, what is that? And the waiter, like he was very considerate. And he's like, I like, I just want to go back and make sure like, hey, let me just ask the kitchen. Like it takes five minutes to walk back and ask like, exactly. to avoid yeah. catastrophe. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I th- I think that's my big thing. And even like I because people are allergic to all types of stuff. So maybe yeah. it's hard to cut all of that out. Like, I mean, we're kind of focusing on tree nuts and mm-hmm. but like I, I imagine people are allergic to heck. Like I, I've heard a story of a person who was allergic to like exercise, like people who are allergic to grass. Like I'm not even I'm not even. No, kidding. that's the like, thing. I know. Like is allergic to like apparently like there's something you give off while that like that person gives off while they're like exercising that they will flare up. So uh, maybe it's hard to cancel everything, but at least having that insurance policy, you know, like it's I think that's the thing that I I really hope that we can do as a society. And then also, like you said, with. Uh, you also mentioned this as well. Gosh, I go off of married at first sight topics all the time, but like you're right. Like I, I as a person who's traveled a lot, there are some countries who just view that as like, oh, that's just Americans yeah. being Americans, and it's important. And yeah, like I, there are people who lie about what they're allergic to so that they don't have that in the meal. I'm sure, but don't care, don't care. Like I would rather play it safe. Mm-hmm. Then try to decide if that person is lying to avoid having peanuts in their in their their dish, you know. So, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just I I found that interesting. And yeah. um, in terms of the them as a couple, I don't know. I think that's an interesting conversation as well. Of if you're being if you're with someone like I had a cat. Um, at like the early parts of our relationship when um, and uh, just it just turned out that um, the cat ended up going back with my with my parents but um, if I wanted to be with someone who was allergic to cats I think it's fair to consider if it's if you're going to like have the cat stay with your parents or like I, I don't like I think that's a fair thing and it's it's a big decision so I'm not blaming uh anyone for for saying no to that but I think it's worth talking about like whether or not you're gonna have that cat I think that's that should be on the table and um you're not giving up yourself you're not making yourself any smaller but if that little thing could make the other person's life easier and they're not going to be on Benadryl all the time, I think that, like, do you yeah. think that's, am I being unfair with that? Like, do you think that's, un, I don't know, like, what are your opinions on that in terms of giving up a pet, a pet for a partner? I think that's a lot to ask, honestly. Yeah. I think especially when... Like if you get a pet when you're single and then it's kind of been with you through like different relationships or whatever, um, that, you know, like I, I think it would be really, really, really hard to say like, yeah, I'm going to like get, get rid of this pet because I want this relationship to work for me. That would be 
a complete deal breaker if someone mm-hmm. wanted me to like we have dogs but um when Agu and I first were dating we, I just had Finn at that time I my dog and I think if like you were really allergic to them like and it was early on and I was like I I'm sorry like I'm not yeah I just met you like you seem really great but like this mm-hmm. I'm not getting rid of my pet <laughs> like I'm just not like I don't yeah. blame her at all and I when it's I feel like that also could have been part of like the matching process a little bit more where yeah. like I have this allergy, like maybe don't pair me with someone who has a pet like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's just like a really big deal to say, yeah, I'm going to get rid of this animal. I think it's different. Like for you, Agu, that was a cat that like had been with your, at your dad's house for a while and then was at your place. And then, you know, it was kind mm-hmm. of a temporary thing. Yeah. Also, so it wasn't like, like one that you were like really connected with. Yeah. So it wasn't. Yeah. And I didn't, to make it clear, I did not uh, <laughs> give up. Like I didn't stop living. A, the cat's fine and alive and like that part. Like I want to make that clear, but I didn't stop living with, uh, charcoal was the name of the cat because of (laughs) you like we were Mm -hmm. early but i think that like having that conversation and having being honest with yourself like i think that's a hundred percent fair and i think that's the right thing like if we were dating early and i was allergic to dogs i don't think we'd be together now and that's fine and i don't think that's it's sad but it's 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 sad but I, i think yeah and I think being able to tell your, like, be honest about that, I think that's the thing what I mean with conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, where, like, like, if are I... Are you willing to give mm-hmm. up this pet for this person? And, like, some people yeah. might be, and that's yeah. fine. I'm yeah. not. <laughs> right. But I yeah. also think, like, in Virginia and Eric's situation, they're taking it to the extreme of not even pretending that they even want to talk about it. Like, there is no consideration of, hey, maybe the cat need to be in a certain room and you're just like I'm not gonna lock them in a room and I mean like there's like I can't I get it like hey maybe you're not comfortable with that but it just doesn't even seem any sort of acknowledgement to the conversation it, it just seems very dismissive to me um and yeah. I'm just like really like can you pretend to give me the time of day here <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and this is something I want to hear from you guys the listeners about this of like how you've handled this with dating like have you ever broken off a relationship because of pets and incompatibility with either allergies or like Mm -hmm. not getting along or something like that like i'm i know this is a common thing that people deal with (laughs) and and everyone's gonna approach it very differently so i want to i want to hear what you guys think yeah please let us know yeah definitely yeah, and then sure, anything else sure. on Virginia and Eric? <laughs> for sure. Can yeah, we rename this, this entire podcast for sure? <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, All right, let's talk about Brianna and Vincent. Yes. Um, last but not least, Brianna and Vincent. So Brianna kind of wanted to plan this little surprise activity for her and Vincent while they're away for the weekend. And so she sets up that they're going to go horseback riding on the beach, which... Uh, Vincent wasn't so excited about. Turns out he is a little scared of big animals and he's seen like, you know, the, you know, horse bucks you off and all of a sudden you're flying through the air and it's scary stuff. 
Um, so that was like a really big deal for them. Yeah. So I mean, he he eventually got on and he he did it. I was pretty proud of him that he kind of and the instructors were great too. They were like, "You can do it. Let's do it just yeah. for a minute." And he was like, "Okay." And then they just ride away with him. <laughs> so anyways, they're like, "You can't get off now." Um, so yeah, how do you feel like they did with that? Uh, this kind. <laughs> um. So like, I kind of want to laugh because. Brianna, you messed up. <laughs> you tried. It didn't work. I'm sorry. Like, right. Probably yeah. could have asked Vincent if he wanted to go for horseback riding, and he probably would have told you no. Let's do RVs instead or something. <laughs> Part of me is like, hey, mm-hmm. you, you mess up sometimes. It is what it is. But I'm also like, could you have just asked and <laughs> mm-hmm. figured out? Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I mean... <laughs> I didn't say anything, but I'll, I'll hop in. I'll always, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think, um, you know, I, I think she thought, oh, this will be a cute thing for us to do together. And I, and I totally, I could see that. Um, but yeah, I, I think just being a little bit more open with that. Um, so I think with this horseback riding one, I think it's, small enough that I can see people going like, well, it's not that big of a deal. He should be okay with it. Like, I like the idea of taking this analogy and taking it to something like jumping out of it, like out of an airplane, right? Mm -hmm. Where, um, I have not, but I would like to do that. And at some point in my life, and that being said, if I was going to do that, for Ashley and I, I would want to talk to her first yeah. because jumping out of an airplane is fucking insane. So like, I'm not like, you're not wrong for being like, no, I don't want to do this. And even on the, to kind of go back to Brianna and Vincent, hopping on a 1000, whatever, 2000 pound horse, not wanting to do that isn't crazy. Like I like to, every time I see people ride horses, I have to like remind myself that someone saw them in the wild, like this yeah. fucking thousand five hundred pound thing running full speed and with a bunt, like you know, a, a herd of horses, and they were like, you know what, I'm gonna hop on the top of that. Who does? Like, we are fucking crazy. Human beings are crazy, and like, you're for him to have problems with that. I think that's okay. Like, and. I think the way she was wording it, like, this is, you have to learn, you have to grow. You can learn and grow in many areas. I don't know if this has to be the learn and grow area. Like, you can (laughs) just not like horses. That's fine. (laughs) That's not okay. Right. Like, I could see if this, if his fear was something like, oh, I just, I'm really scared of elevators. Like, yeah, maybe that's a fear to work on because there's going to be times where you really have to use an elevator and that's like a normal part of your life. No, I'll take the 60 he, flight he's of stairs. likely <laughs> doesn't have to like hop on a horse to get to work every day. So like maybe he doesn't have to face this fear if he doesn't want to. And I think Brianna, she even said something along the lines of like, I really wish he would see, like have my mindset on these things. Like she literally wants him to think the way that she does about yeah. the world of like, you just go into a situation and take the positive things and and that's it. It's very easy to say that when you're not afraid of horses and this is an activity that you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Like you hop in on that elevator and you're not scared of it. You're like, what's the big deal? It's just standing. It's like, yeah, you're having a very different experience 
than the other person. Like she, she has fears, I'm sure, like certain activities she wouldn't want to do with him. And then she would maybe feel some type of way if he was just like, just, just look at the positive parts of this. Like, it's so unfair to me that she was like, so dug in about like, well, you should just do this when they hadn't talked about it. Like she's really putting him on the spot with it. Like, I think, I think she's maybe learning that surprises aren't really the, the way to show him that she cares about him. It's like the intention is good, but like we saw Mm -hmm. this with the dance lessons. If she would have just checked in with him, he would have been like, let's do bachata instead of salsa. (laughs) This would have gone a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like just check in. I think that's a good point. Like she's forcing or like wanting him to just like assimilate to her mindset and whatever then therefore she would be scared of. She'd get it because like it's okay for him to be scared of. But since she's not scared of horses, she shouldn't be scared of horses. It's like, wait a second. Like I'm pretty sure this is a whole different person (laughs) with a whole different Mm -hmm. set of fears mm-hmm. etc than you and so the same level of respect you'd like if you were afraid of let's take skydiving let's pretend that Brianna's scared of skydiving you'd probably want him to be a little considerate about that whereas yeah. he right now is scared of horses so dude might not get on the horse I was really impressed I was like this dude's not mm. gonna get on the horse he is way too scared like and that's a very legit fear he is not gonna do it and then he got out and i was like whoa like mm-hmm. he really wants to make this work and not seem anything less than amazing in front of her and it's just like yeah, yeah no kidding right, but dude. i think that's that's why i i find this oh i'll be honest i find it kind of annoying because to go back to that skydiving analogy, if I was to do it, and I I don't know if Ashley wants to skydive or not, so I keep on using this as an example, but like if I was to book that and we're there, the other person now feels this weird obligation because you yeah. spent the money, you did all this stuff, and like that's not fair either. Like I, I think he did that because he felt like he had to do it. And that's not, that's not, that's not fair. Like, if you don't want to do it, don't put him in that situation where he has to basically decide, am I going to have a good relationship or am I going to do this thing that I find terrifying? I just, that just seems unnecessary. Like, I think you, at this point, if we know this about him, that like he likes to chill at the side of the water with some champagne, like that's what he wants for a vacation do that with him like that that, if when you want to go on your crazy adventurous type stuff have girlfriends for that have uh you know your family members who are into that like there's so many i enjoy playing soccer still now quite a bit like indoor outdoor whatever soccer i'm not gonna like try to force that on ashley all the time like if that's not her thing that's not her thing that's fine that doesn't make but me, like, continuously, like, hey, we're going to have a surprise activity. We're playing soccer again. Like, that's not, <laughs> it's, like, I don't see the point of that. And I think, yeah. and, like, she, I see a lot of myself in her, weirdly, where, like, like, I, I personally like the idea of, like, pushing myself. And, like, I am afraid of that, but I want to do it to tell myself that I can do it other people don't have to have that though like just because that's the way you feel 
that doesn't mean that the the person that you're with if they're not like that that they're a failure so i think that's the thing where she feels like she has to like he needs to develop this that this is something that she needs to instill in him Mm -hmm. and it's okay if he doesn't have that so like the the waking up early in the morning and the even the like the working out conversations that they're having and stuff like that like if the other person isn't into it you don't have to like push that on them like you got to be okay with them being them and i think she is viewing it from that like you need to be the pinnacle of yourself mm-hmm. and i get that and like do that for yourself like be all about that like i you know i i share a lot of her viewpoints on stuff like that but i don't think it's fair for you to then try to make your partner that and if that's something that you really 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 care about okay then find a person that's for you that that has that in common but if you're going to go into something like this where you're just paired with a random person you got to be okay with them not being into that i think and i think Mm -hmm. people forget that all the time like if that's something that you really fucking cared about find that person like go skydiving and then the guy next to you be like hey you look hot let's start dating you guys both (laughs) like skydiving clearly you guys are there you know like if you really care about working out talk to people at the gym they're there they care about working out that's Mm -hmm. like i think it's that thing and trying to then push that on someone else that's where i get a little i don't know yeah it's unfair expecting someone to plug right into it and i think Mm -hmm. i wonder if she could get to a place where she's um you know they're back in atlanta and they're living their lives and she's Maybe she has some activities she's trying to do there. Um, I don't know. Let's just use the paddleboarding example from Ryan and Clara. Maybe she's <laughs> yeah. like, I saw this really cool thing where you can go paddleboarding around here. I'd really, I think I'm going to go do it this weekend. Would you like to come? And he says yes or no. And she's like, okay, that's cool. I'll invite like some of the girls to come. Like I'll, you know, coworkers, whatever. Like I'll have someone else come with me who's interested in it. That's yeah. cool. So she can. If she wants to have that as part of her life where she can try new things and be adventurous, do those, whatever, like, just do that. Like, that can be just a thing you do on your own. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with doing activities on your own. But then always, like, give that option for them to come into it if they would like to, if it's something they're interested in. And if not, be okay with the fact that you're still doing the thing. Like, that's something that I had to... uh, uh, I really had to learn the hard way over a long period of time that if I just want to do something and I ask a goo like, Hey, do you want to go to target tonight? Cause I mean, hello, I like to go to target. And if he didn't want to go, I'd be like, well, I guess I'm not going then. It's like, I can go to target by myself (laughs) and that's okay. He can opt into it if he wants. And if not, I can still go and it's fine. I can have Mm -hmm. my night and it's, it doesn't have to be like, we're doing this together. We're not doing it at all. And expecting someone to always want to do those things with you that are so specific to your interests is really not super fair, I don't think. And it doesn't help you actually find the things you would enjoy together. Yeah. Yeah. I think we see a lot of relationships that would like traditionally that have that mindset of like where your partner is also your best friend, is also your full confidant, is also, you know, everything else. It's like your workout partner, your therapist. Yeah. Like, I think that's a very traditional mindset. We're also realizing that can be a very dangerous mindset um, because you can start to isolate yourself and also prohibit maybe even some of the things that would make you fully happy just because your partner doesn't want to go do them, right? But 
you don't have to do everything with your partner as well. Like at least mm-hmm. the younger generations are learning and um, and starting to embrace. But I think with Brianna, we're starting to see, or even not starting, like we're continuing to see this pattern of she's maybe in her head pushing Vincent to be his best self, but she's blurring the line with that and pushing Vincent to be the best self I think he needs to be. And right. Mm-hmm. That's not where you want to be. Yeah. You it's like you don't him. know what's best for him. <laughs> right. You, how could you know what's best for him? Right. Because right. it's subjective. It's subjective. You know, like there's some stuff that really matters, sure, but every most of it is subjective. Like, oh, he's really shy around other people. I need to make sure that he isn't. Him being shy, like, that's not uh, a negative thing. Like, is he going to be a politician? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, then what's the point of like, it, unless it's critical to his thing, I don't see the point of of you trying to change a person in in major changes like that. And and uh, like, I think it's funny you said, um, younger gener I, younger generations are like understanding that more. Weirdly, I think this is one of those things that like the older generations have it right, and we're the yeah. ones who are fucking up. Because, like, when I think to, like, the people I know who've been married for a very long time, they have they all have things that, like, this person really cares about it, but the other person doesn't. Like, they have that thing. Like, some people, it's religion. Like, one person is, you know, kind of like uh, Ryan, um, Clara's parents are kind of like that, right? Like, one is very mm-hmm. religious, the other isn't. Other people, like, everyone has, like, their thing. And, like, I think our generation we tend to have like we have to we have this thing that we have to share everything together and and not just like relationships even friendships like some of the things i like to do with this friend i know this other friend isn't going to like to do it and that's fine so i have one friend who cares about soccer stuff and i can talk about soccer with him well i have another friend who can talk who cares about business and i can talk business with them and it they don't have to be the same person and I think and more sometimes... importantly, it doesn't always have to be me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just totally. joking, but a little serious. <laughs> and like, yeah. same for my stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So I think, yeah. And I think we kind of have that more. Like, work, we feel like work has to be all the things. We're like, no, work can just be work. And then you can have your other projects on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, relationships can be a relationship, but then you get your daredevil stuff on the side. Like, I, I think. Um, yeah, you can have different people for different things overall. Yeah. And yeah. it gets hard when you expect your partner to be everything for you. Like that, that just doesn't work. Like no one, no one is going to be able to be everything for you without it being unhealthy or codependent or unhappy in some way. And I think that's all right. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like even if, like, look, if you like to travel and your partner doesn't a lot, maybe you compromise that we travel together X number of times per year. And then I go and do my own traveling sometimes. And, yeah. you know, I'm going to, you know, still FaceTime you and send you pictures and tell you I miss you. But I get to do the thing and then come back and, you know, you get your time alone, whatever. Like there's mm-hmm. there's all sorts of in-between ways to, to get yeah. what you still like and still kind of know yourself as a person be able to spend time alone and also have a great partnership like we're not meant to be everything for each other it's okay (laughs) and i think that's like like a journey we all have to take for ourselves right understanding 
one, we don't have to have our partner do everything, but also like, what are the things that are absolute, like to me personally, I want to do with my partner versus things I'm okay not doing with my partner. So Mm -hmm. teach their own. That's right. All right. Anything else on (laughs) Brianna and Vincent? No. Yeah, no. I, I still think they're staying together. I see you editors oh, yeah. trying to make us feel like they won't. I know. No, they're staying together. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think they'll <laughs> definitely say yes. They'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they're the one like major success story of this season. <laughs> <laughs> they might be the, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. So I had my episodes mixed up. Apparently next week they are going to be meeting with their friends and family to discuss how they're going to make this decision for decision day mm-hmm. the following episode is then actual decision day and then reunion so we do have a little bit more ahead of us um, so it'll be very interesting to see how that goes i'm yeah. there's a couple people i'm on the fence where they're gonna lean with it so yeah. we'll see but jacob and Haley, right that's the one that you don't know <laughs> no we I just know have they're no staying together then. what are you talking about Oh, obviously. Yeah, just they have such chemistry. It's hard to... That's who met success story, right? That was the one couple? (laughs) That's right. That's right. They're the model for a perfect marriage. The sexual tension between them is so heavy. (laughs) You can feel it in the air. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens next time. Um, This has been our review of episode 15. Join us next time. So we go over, you know, them talking to their friends and family. We'll see which way they're leaning um please go follow us on instagram at cup of three podcast you can also email us at cup of three podcast at gmail.com um if you have your thoughts on the episode or anything you'd like to share um anything else i, I feel like yeah. i'm forgetting something don't forget to check out like... unmatchables oh yeah check out unmatchables let us know yeah. if, if you like it if you think it's a good like math spinoff seems like yeah. they have a couple other things in the queue that they've yeah. been working on so we'll see what that is I, I feel like we forgot a couple, but no, it's just Chris and Paige. They weren't in this episode, so that's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's so weird. I'm so, like, I'm like, no, we're missing a couple, but that's fine with yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I feel sure. like we're winding down. Like as the yeah. season, we get to the end of it, it's just like, all right, just tell us already. <laughs> like, the, give the us thing, any like, details we haven't gotten yet. Like, exactly. spill some tea. Let's get some. Let's hear some of the stuff we haven't heard yet, and then let's get ready for you know season 13 (laughs) right okay all right well thanks for joining us today you guys um we will see you next time goodbye